Would anyone? This talk is titled The Way of Unknowing. It comes from a well known koan. Let me read it to you. Dizan asked Fayyan, Where are you going? Fayyan said, Around on pilgrimage. Dizan said, What is the purpose of pilgrimage? Fayyan said, I don't know. Dizan said, Not knowing is most intimate. Lovely koan, very well known koan that um, uh, Zen teachers refer to more and more and more these days. Um, it's a very important koan. Not knowing is most intimate. Huh. And uh, in Zen, intimacy is a synonym for enlightenment or awakening. I remember years ago, uh, Robert Aiken said that um, there's a Chinese character for enlightenment and it's kind of the same as or similar to the character for intimacy. It means intimacy. When we reflect on it, intimacy is a far better English word to use for the kind of experience that we're um, uh, looking for through Zen practice rather than something like enlightenment. It sort of puts it out there some kind of magical thing that happens, whereas intimacy is of the heart. And it's something we can all relate to, no barrier. So not knowing is most intimate. There was a, a line from a poem written about this koan. Uh, Roaming serenely through the land, she goes where her feet take her. Or another Zen saying is that we just follow our toes. Going on pilgrimage is just following our toes. When Tessa takes us for outside Kinhin in the morning, she's just following her toes. And we just follow Tessa. No purpose. <clears throat> this bears a very strong similarity to um, uh, a form of Christian Christianity or Christian practice and prayer in the contemplative tradition, in the Trappist monk tradition. And uh, it's, we know it through um, a 14th century English book called The Cloud of Unknowing. You heard of The Cloud of Unknowing? Mm. Mm. It's a lovely book. And uh, in the spirit of The Cloud of Unknowing, we don't know who the author is. He remained anonymous. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But he was a 14th century cleric. I remember back then in the 14th century, everyone was a Catholic. This was before the Reformation. So it was a form of English Catholicism. And uh, it bears a very strong um, similarity to Zen practice. Um, and it was a form of, it was a, a, a practice of negation to find God. Um, and the book is, uh, in the book, the, the writer is actually counselling a young monk or a young student who's seeking God, not to seek God through knowledge um, and intellectualization, but through um, intense contemplation motivated by love, stripped of all thought. 
and it says in the in the cloud of unknowing that we go through the cloud of forgetting and pierce God's cloud with a dart of longing love, intimacy. And further it says that through this practice you're resting in a naked, um, blind feeling of being and feeling that God is that being. Sounds similar to Zen practice? Is that a possible meaning? Yeah. Resting in a naked, blind feeling of being and feeling that God is one being. If we, if we exchange the word God for mysterious life, then it's kind of, we see the similarities between this kind of practice and Zen practice. And also it says, and so I urge you, go after experience rather than knowledge. On account of pride, knowledge might often deceive you, but this gentle longing affection will not deceive you. Knowledge tends to breed conceit, but love builds. Knowledge is full of labour, but love is full of rest. Uh, in terms of the actual practice of it too, the striking similarity which uh, Robert Aiken used to mention that um, in terms of the actual method of contemplative prayer, it says, clothe your naked intent of a single word of a single syllable. And in Christianity it was God. Like, forget about scriptures or anything else, just sort of meditate on the word God with your breath. Do the same as move. Same process, only a different word. And so it comes through in, the practice comes through, the essence of it comes through in various different um, cultures and traditions, separated by place and time. But if we go back to the beginnings of Christianity, in the beginnings of Christianity, there were two people who lived in a nudist colony and their name was Adam and Eve. And uh, in, they lived in a garden called the Garden of Eden, as we know. And one day the boss of the garden said, you can eat anything you like it, but don't eat of the tree of knowledge. Don't eat of the tree of knowledge, whatever you do. And of course, willful as they were, they ate of the tree of knowledge. And they were kicked out of the garden. And in their dissociated trauma, <laughs> they thought they got in trouble for being naked. <laughs> and so they covered themselves with clothes, you know, to hide their shame. But what they didn't realise is that they weren't being kicked out of the garden in for being naked, or it had nothing to do with their sexuality, innocent sexuality. It had to do with taking of the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge that, that divides things into good and bad and attractive and ugly and right and wrong and shameful and not shameful. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then they and all of their descendants, then because they'd already eaten of the tree of knowledge and they kind of, um, it was in their system, so to speak, then that's what was their method to try and get back to the garden again because you know, they wanted to get back to the garden. So they developed all this knowledge and all this theology and they all said that they knew who God was, you know, and so on. 
They developed all these angels and systems. So they tried to get back to God through knowledge again, but they never got there. Until someone occasionally broke through, like a saint, like St. Francis of Assisi or someone, they finally, just through the piercing, the, the cloud of unknowing with love rather than with knowledge, came back to the Garden of Eden. So the cloud of unknowing um, is a way of recognising in 14th century England that knowledge was an impediment towards becoming intimate with God and that uh, there was another way. Mm -hmm. 